welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Empire Records, and I'm your host, Lauren, and Jai is here with me again today. Hi! <laughs> so, we're excited. Uh, I'm Well, I'm really excited to talk about this one. We have differing opinions and thoughts, which is going to make for a really interesting episode. I'm actually really excited for this one, but since we are about about the one month mark since most people decided to self-quarantine and self-isolate and all that kind of stuff. I thought we would just check in and see. Hopefully everyone else is doing fine. How are you doing, Jai? What is what's going on? Um, I'm okay. I'm I definitely think that the lack of natural light and being inside this long is getting to me. Um I've I've been okay for the most part this month, but like last week was kind of tough um yeah it's just I don't know I, I definitely am having more down days now than than before which is understandable you know and it's yeah. okay like we had to allow ourselves to have those days um and not think too much um or worry too much about not being productive or you know yeah that's I feel like that's the real key at first when it happened I feel like there was a lot of, at least on the internet and just from magazines and like articles and stuff, there was a lot of focus on like doing something like you just can't be, I feel like it was kind of a like, oh, well, while you're quarantining, you should be learning this and doing that. I think a lot of people got overwhelmed that they were just hanging out and watching TV. And yeah. I guess now it's kind of, I think the people who really were like trying to make the most of it at first are now kind of like oh gosh this is really draining like I didn't think it would be this long and it's kind of rolled into another just one month it's just been one month it's really interesting to see like you know just how we change and everything and just being inside and yeah it's just weird because I felt that I couldn't relate to what most people were going through because a lot of people were feeling down and like were bored or keep like experiencing like I don't know like I suppose like being a little depressed and uh, not feeling motivated to do anything and I I I hadn't felt that way until um Sunday this week yeah this Sunday so I'm um, just felt I, and I mean I felt like that before like that week like Monday I kind of felt like I just couldn't find energy like or motivation to do much but then when I had it again on Sunday, I was like, oh, I see this is what everyone is, is experiencing. Okay, I get it. It's bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, everything just seems to be so crazy. And then just seeing all the other countries and how the timeline is just different for other countries too. Yes. Really- well, that's the thing. Do you worry that like, you know, because everyone is saying that, there's going to be another peak in summer and then potentially in winter like mm-hmm. it'll be back in winter are you worried about that, that um i mean i i heard from i think a few doctors who are the only people that i'm listening to uh that <laughs> yeah as you should uh but i think i'm around two years i mean it takes a long time to develop vaccines which is a whole other conversation which mm-hmm. I don't know how comfortable I am taking a vaccine that seems like a rush job but I mean that's a, a whole other conversation but I think yeah I think at this point 
what worries me is that it's the unpredictability, the fact that no one really has answers. Like, because yeah. everyone's kind of learning as we're going. So I feel like it's, it, you know, like they are trying to assume, but they don't know. Then they're saying like, oh, it's, there are less people in the hospital and there's more. And that, you know, like they just, they really don't know. It's kind of like a day by day thing. So I don't know. No. I'm, I'm just worried more about traveling. And I read yesterday that they're saying they won't, they probably won't have any concerts till 2021 at the very earliest. Yeah, it makes so, sense. I mean, that makes kind of, sense. Yeah. But I think to see it written out, I was like, oh God. Like, you know, I, I kind of figured, but I thought maybe, oh, it won't be that bad. But then when they actually wrote it, I was like, oh, oh God. Like, that's kind yeah. of real, you know? Like, when you see I mean, it, I, uh, I definitely wasn't expecting that. Even if they said that by winter you could go to concerts, I wouldn't, you know? Yeah, like, I still am kind of sketched about going anyway exactly um oh. but who knows i mean I, I yeah it's weird i feel like no one really knows uh like people can only guess but at the end of the day not like this is so alien and new that i don't even think experts can really like tell us how like what life will look like in like six months from now you know yeah they can't which is what's really crazy that they don't really know <laughs> like you know it, it's just it's nuts it's on the other on a bright note though I yeah feel like they, this is like a really good time for art because you know people are producing like crazy yeah like, they are you know you're doing podcasts and yeah, we're doing are- a podcast which is really cool i i want to do another one like during the week i guess we'll I don't know if we want to do like another movie or if we should, you know, do something. I don't know. I'll, I'll put like a question thing up to see like, do people want more podcasts or is one a week fine or, you know, stuff like that. I want to try to, I mean, I know like everyone listening out there, Jai has been telling me to do more video and on like Instagram or wherever. And I did a video like chat, catch up, whatever with some of my friends this week, but it was very like you know super chill was supposed to be very chill but I guess now people are doing more regimented interviews and actual things so that's something I might try out so I guess keep a lookout for that but I'm not very comfortable on video which is why I prefer to do a podcast <laughs> but um you know well, by I- the end of this pandemic you're gonna feel pretty comfortable with it Lauren <laughs> you mean with video or with podcasting yeah with well with both, with both I mean right? like but obviously your podcast is awesome but like your video like because that's how like everyone is interacting right now you know it's the only way so yeah because photos are just very one-dimensional and now I feel like people are kind of disconnected people need more yeah yeah, like, yeah they need more than the average and I've been seeing a lot of photographers do you know like they're going through the archives and they're doing a lot of the you know webcam photo shoots which I'm hopefully going to be doing soon but I'm going to try to do something different I haven't really worked out exactly what I'm going to do different but I'm going to do something different because I just don't want to do what everyone else is doing yeah um so I'm going to try to figure it out but I'm going to try to do something like that but I want to talk to I think I'm going to probably reach out to some photographers that have submitted to the site and ask them what they're doing if they've changed their you know, if they've changed their habits, are they going through archives? Are they doing shoots on the computer all the time now? I think a few people that I follow have done the kind of like window shoots 
they oh, show yes, up I've outside there. Yeah, like outside yeah. someone's window, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, so all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of curious on how, I guess I'm just curious because I'm a photographer, how they're going about it. Like, are they thinking about video? Maybe they're thinking about making something or maybe they're doing something totally different because they can't yeah. take photos or I don't know. So. Well, I feel like I, I feel like a lot of people are exploring all that. I mean, for example, you're, you're a photographer, right? But maybe you're just having a hard time to do video for whatever reason. Yeah, like, no, I haven't. I feel like a lot of people are like exploring all the um, medias, you know, like, I mean, I guess like film is not it's sort of linked to photography in a way, you know, yeah. like, but a lot of um, people that I follow are doing like moving image, like sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, or like, obviously you can't really shoot anyone like I seen like being in the same room but um maybe like do something just with like moving image and kind of like go back to stuff that you shot before or um do like a lot of portraits which I'm not suggesting you should do like I'm just saying like what yeah. I've seen people do like yeah you know, people that you never used to see as like you there are a lot of photographers that I follow that are it's all about their work and you don't even know what they look like which is really cool yeah um but I feel like now, because what other subject you, you can use right, rather than yourself. So um, they're doing portraits, like self-portrait, oh, like portraits, yeah. stuff like that, which I think is cool too. I mean, at the end of the day, you got yourself to use as a, um, you know, inspo or like, I don't know, like. I guess. Object. I mean, yeah, I did that in school. Like I had to do a self-portrait in school and I hated it and I will probably never do it again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I. I remember, like, I did the worst in the class. I mean, granted, I was 20, but I've never been, like, a self-portrait. Like, I just don't like photos of myself at all. So I was super uncomfortable with it. And everyone, I think almost everyone in my class, I think only one person did, like, really liked it. Everybody just hated it. And granted, this is before social media. And everyone was just like, oh, like, why do we have to do this? And use a tripod and, like, do the timer. Like, it just just feels super contrived. I just, I never see any candid self-portraits. It's impossible to do it because you need a timer and you need a remote. So it's kind of like... I don't know. I mean, it's cool. It's like a different kind of study because you're obviously controlling what people see of you. But exactly, yeah, it's very but, much like how you want to be portrayed, yeah. or like you know, um, it's like selfies now. It is, but I feel like you know, I know what you mean. Like, it could, it could be quite narcissistic at the same time. Like, oh, like look at me, you know. Um, no, I mean, no, but, if that's your thing. I don't think it's like no, but what I mean is like I feel like. Yes, I get what you're saying, but I feel you could even be more abstract with it, you know, rather yeah, yeah. than take like, a full-on front like photo of you just posing or whatever. You could do like a section of your face or like something with light where you have like shadows as well or something like that. I yeah. mean, I feel like it's quite cool to see where you can go, like all the things you can do um, with props at home. I feel like well, you have more ideas about it than I do. Well, so I've actually done this yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay, see? I knew this I was going like, somewhere. I was like, you have too many ideas to not be doing this. Well, only because I, yeah, because I did it yesterday, and I think I, I just sort of thought of all these things. And I was thinking of you. I was like, oh, my God, Lauren is an actual photographer. I'm obviously not, but I was like, what can I do that's, you know, I can't really style anyone else right now besides me and Ike. I just use my phone and I set up like a little thing and I was just being goofy honestly it wasn't like proper like pose for it so I was just being goofy and silly and like 
weird. I don't know. Um, but cool. I have fun and I use my fish eye. Um, yeah, myself, you, but you have attachments to your phone. That's probably something I'm. I would have to invest in. I think yeah. I would anyway, even if I end up doing video like after this when everything's fine and I'm like, Oh, I want to do video. Like I'll get some kind of attachment for my phone. Like that little place where it's like stable, you Mm -hmm. know, like a stabilizer. So you can actually like walk around with it and have it look somewhat pro. Cause I see some videos that are made with iPhones and I'm like, they must have tons of like stabilizers because they look professional. And I was like, every time I do stuff, it's like I'm holding it and you can obviously tell I'm holding it and it's not steady, but this is like, you know, there's so many attachments they make for iPhones now that they make whole movies on iPhones. They made a Tangerine movie on like an iPhone 5. Yeah, like I, I was one. thinking, yeah, I need to get some because I feel like if this pandemic is going to go on for who knows how long, I feel that it's so hard to just do it how I was doing it yesterday. I mean, it was literally like using tape. Yeah. I was taping my phone to the door and yeah, I was like, and using the time and that kind of thing, which is obviously not... It's very, it makes it very difficult. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, we, we are our best subjects in a way. Like, um, yeah. Cool. All righty. Well, you know, I hope everyone, uh, is doing well and I hope everyone has ideas and is like doing cool stuff. And if you're out there on the front lines, like God bless you, man. Cause yeah. I mean, thank all for them yeah. for everyone who working at the grocery stores. Yeah, grocery like, stores and pharmacies. Stores, yes. Yeah, everything. It's I mean, I really hope that they end up just getting they need to get hazard pay, like they need to get raises. Like, I mean, I don't know how that is, all works out, but they should be making a ton more than they Yeah, are. I agree. Especially now. So it's kind of crazy. But let's get into the movie. We're going to be talking about Empire Records. Some people on Instagram voted. They wanted to hear Reality Bites first. So if you were one of those people, then, or if you're one of the people that voted for Empire Records, this is your podcast. If you wanted to hear the other one, it's up. So go check out Reality Bites. Uh, that's a great film, too. I think it's still on HBO. So this one, we're going to be talking about Empire Records. I It came out in 95. I had to kind of like finagle a copy for Jai because it's not <laughs> online right now. But keep a lookout. It usually comes up on some type of service. It was just on Netflix. So I think it should be back at some point. But I saw this movie a really long time ago. I was, I don't know, like 14, 15, whatever. When it came out, rented it, rented the tape. Really, really liked it. Um, but Jai just saw it. You just saw it for the first time, right? Yes, on um, Sunday. Cool. Yeah. So what were your... I know we have like differing opinions about it, but this is this is going to make for an interesting discussion. So what do you... What do you think about it? Or had you heard um, about it? Like, give me some backstory. I, I honestly never even heard of it. Oh, wow. Okay. It, I was like, I didn't know anything about it. Never even saw, saw it advertised anywhere. Didn't like... Yeah, I just never even knew it existed. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I mean, even like... No, it's pretty culty. It's pretty... Yeah, yeah. It did really horribly when it came out. And it only became cult status in maybe like the mid to late... Like late, late 90s. Like 98, 99. When it was available to rent. I don't think anybody saw it when it came out in the theater. Because it did really bad. And it had kind of shitty reviews. But the reviews were kind of like... 
how you feel about it now. They were from people who were older and watching this movie that was totally not really written for their demographic. Yeah. Kind of like, this is a lame teen comedy with just a really good soundtrack. And it's like, well, yeah, but if you were like 14 and you wanted to work in a record store in the nineties, like (laughs) it's probably going to be your jam, you know, like it's going to be really cool and just funny and weird and not really supposed to make sense. But yeah, exactly. I mean, I definitely think um, I would have felt more connected to the film if I had watched it when I was younger. Um, I think that, like, you know, it's like, I love the story. Like, it's cool that it's in a record store. Like, that's sort of your dream job when you're that age. Not for everyone, but I feel like they're cool kids, you know? Um, Yeah, definitely. Like, I really wish that had been my first job and... I can only imagine all the funny characters that I would have met there, like people that work in, in record stores tend to uh, have really great taste in music and like be a little quirky or like interesting and, you know. So I think it, it, it does capture that and I like that a lot. Um, I definitely think the movie gets better as it goes along. Like the first half I was like, I was like, okay, I'm not... I don't really understand why this guy just stole all this money and like his boss is not doing anything about it. I was like, this is weird. But, um, but then it, it, yeah, you get to know the characters a bit more and it's just funny. It's like an easy, funny film. I yeah, think. it is like, um, yeah, it's like a funny movie. Especially like, the second half is just like really entertaining. Um, it is, yeah. I was, I was watching it. I just literally finished watching it. And I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times anyway, but I was like, let me rewatch it to like know about different things to talk about. And I definitely can see the beginning half that you were kind of like, okay, because it's just like a setup, you know, you're just kind of like seeing the store and, you know, seeing the people who work there. And then it gets to like the party and like, you know, like the cool like performance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think um, when uh what's her name deborah uh makes out with the singer that's when you start kind of being uh, really fun and like i don't know more more interesting which i liked and i mean it's also really cool to see Liv tyler and yeah um, so like i have not seen her in anything before like i think it was like jerry my wire that was like the first film that i saw Rene in oh okay I didn't even know that she had been around, like, yeah, that she did a lot. You know, I actually thought that was sort of like one of her early. I think it might be. I think it might be like one of her first ones. But yeah, she's really cool. I love her. She's she's really great. Yeah, I love her. I love her shoes. I mean, I made kind of like haphazard notes here. I didn't really go into like how we'd been reviewing the others, where we talked about like cast and production and like because I was just like, oh, let me just write down a bunch of stuff. I just love her mules. Yes, I knew it. I knew you would say that. I really am on the lookout for black leather mules. Like, shout out to any shoe designer. Like, I really just need a two inch. (laughs) Or two and a half inch block heel black, like covered toe leather mule. Like I need to find them this season. I don't care if I'm in the house. I'm finding these shoes this year. Like yes, because I need to wear them out eventually. <laughs> like I need some nicer shoes besides only sneakers. So I I really need to find those. But I saw them and I was like, I want those. They're a little high, but I want those. <laughs> They're a little like three and a half. Inch yeah, no, they they are cool. cool. Uh, I love what Liv Tyler wears. Um, yeah. Like she, I think that will be like my look for sure. Actually, like I definitely, 
Yeah, because I wore those those skirts. I used to wear like checked like mini skirts and like cropped cardigans and and sweaters when I was like probably like 15, 15, yeah, Everyone goes as her for Halloween. Not everyone, but oh, a lot really? of people do. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Empire Records costumes and a lot of it is Liv Tyler because it's like such an iconic uh, outfit that she has. It is. It's yeah. so cute. And then she has the Doc Martens, which is um just perfect, you know? And she has that awesome brown, like tan jacket that's embroidered that she wears in the beginning. Like when she shows up to work, when Renee's always oh, yeah. her up, then you don't see that. it again. Yeah, you just see her in the beginning wearing it like to get to work, and then she takes it off, I guess. But that's a really cool jacket too, and the pink like the pink uh, patent leather backpack, like mini backpack oh, yeah. that she's wearing yeah. with it in like the very beginning. It's really cool. It's it's like super nineties. It is. Like, it's <laughs> really cool. Ultimate nineties, and also the best nineties moment that I saw. When I watched it back just recently, I love all of the girls' makeup. They all have that yeah. 90s lipstick that's like that brown, that like kind of brownie red. I totally forgot that was a thing in the yeah, 90s. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, it's and so I love funny. that color. Yeah. It's a, it's like, I really want to get a color like, like that, like a cinnamon. It's almost like a cinnamon, like dark red. It's yeah. Cool. It's yeah. Like, I don't think that suits me, but I mean, I think he looks great on not other people um, I don't want to try to find one that looks decent but I really like that look and they don't have think like, they don't know yeah I like um what's her name um oh the girl that shaves her head off what oh, like, Robin Tooney or Deb Dev, Dev, yeah. yeah Dev I love how like I like her look a lot but it's pretty much I mean it's funny because they end up playing a lot of like cranberries but she does look like Dolores, you know, like yeah, the singer, a little bit. Yeah. I love like I love that she shaved her head too. Me too. But do you, yeah. do you think that's like definitely Shanita Connor had done it before her because it's a reference to it in the film, mm-hmm. isn't it? Tornado Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh yeah, that was really funny actually. Um and then obviously the cranberries, like the lead singer had like really short hair, like mm-hmm. almost shaved um and then i think natalie portman did it for a movie after that like v for vendetta right yes that was a long time yeah that was like 2007 or something right oh okay way later then yeah but it was i I didn't know that it was real i thought it wasn't real but then she did the craft right after this and she definitely has a wig on in the craft yeah no i think that's a pretty cool thing that she did for the film yeah like I mean, can you imagine? I, no, I don't think many people would do that, like shave their head off completely, because especially like just do it yourself, because that wasn't like she did it herself. You can see her mm-hmm. do it, right? Yeah. Um, and she didn't even know how she would look, and she didn't care, I guess, you know? She looks great. Art. She looks great, yeah. yeah I mean, she has like so a really pretty face, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like the more you talk about this movie, the more you're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. I think I, I think it's, um, I was having issues when I watched it. Yeah, the stopped. beginning, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and also, like, I was just like, what? What's going on? Like, I don't get it. But, um, but it does get more entertaining, and I, I definitely like the end. It was very cool. But yeah. I, loved, I love the music as well. I don't think I know who the artist by hard but i obviously recognize the cranberries because they, they said maybe like there are two songs by them in the film 
There are a lot of songs. I love them, right? Yeah. yeah. There are a lot that are not on the soundtrack, which is oh. another... Uh, if you go to the Empire Records Wikipedia page, you'll you'll see, like, they have... I have the soundtrack, and it has maybe, like, four or five songs that you know in the film. There are a lot of songs that play really low. Like, in the background, there are a lot of songs. Like, there's a lot of music in this movie, which is one of the complaints that some of the original critics had, that it was kind of like... I think they were connected, like the the movie was connected with Atlantic Records at first, and I think they were using the film to push a lot of their new artists. So they oh. were like, okay, we're going to make a soundtrack. So people, I think, kind of felt that it was a soundtrack that they tried to make a movie out of because they oh, wanted wow. to push all these like early upcoming 90s bands, like Gin Blossoms, who does the last song, like Till I Hear It From You, which is like, that was like a huge song for them. And the movie really like helped the Gin Blossoms become like a, I mean, like, pretty big, like, commercially pretty big in the 90s. But they, um, yeah, so a lot of people kind of felt the story was lacking because, like, the music, it was all about the music. Because there was music all the time. Yeah, there was, yeah. You know, like, there would be music all the time. And that's cool, though. I like that about the film, that they, like, they have songs that they play that make them feel happy. And then they're, like, they can just do whatever they want, you know? It's kind of their shop. It's very cool. Yeah, um, it's super cool. It's like the ultimate place that I would probably still work today. Like if I didn't yeah. have to make money and it was just like something to do, I would and it was still a viable business, I would totally buy a record store. Yeah. <laughs> if I could I mean, if it was a possibility. Like I wouldn't care about the money. It would just be so cool to work. It's such an it would be such an amazing job because you're listening to music all day long and yeah. you'll get to um suggest to like customers what to get and stuff and you know like I don't know if you know these artists in London but she um she's kind of famous I mean she's actually famous she's like electronic and she's like well electronic and like pop-ish I suppose but she used to work at a record store next to the Ace Hotel and so she was already famous but you'll see her working her shift it was crazy oh, and she, just, her name? she said I'm um, oh Gosh, I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name right now. But uh, I mean, I'll come back to me. Um, but you, you just see her, and she said many times that like, she didn't care that she was like a famous musician, and like she still like loved working there. You know? Yeah. I mean, ideally, I feel like it'd be it's really cool. Yeah, you could just hear all the new stuff, hear what other people are listening to. Yeah, but know. also like. Cool. If you're an, a musician, what a better place to work than a record store where you get to be exposed to like so much music that you probably might not listen to or like have access to, you know? It's like yeah, that's true. stuff you wouldn't know existed and you're just like going through records and be like, oh, this is cool, you know? Yeah, it's super cool. I'm one of my friends in high school worked at Tower Records. And oh, yeah. It was really cool when I would come back from university in the summer. Like he would, he'd be like, oh, you know, like come to tower, like, you know, like we have, uh, you know, midnight release and stuff. And I would go, you know, like on Monday night and then go at like midnight and on, like on Tuesday and like get the record and stuff. And then he would have parties and he would have like all these house parties and like all the people he worked with at tower would come. And I was so jealous because they were all so cool. And I was like, man, like you could tell everyone's into different kinds of music and they all got along. And I was like, this is like Empire Records. Like, I feel like when I come visit you, you guys are all just having fun all the time. And I mean, I know Tower is pretty corporate. And in the film, they they're trying the independent record store is trying not to be taken over by like this kind of corporate entity, which Tower is or yeah. was. But it was, it was still yeah. kind of cool. Like it, 
it, I don't think it was ever like a Sam Goody or a FYE, which is the other ones we had here. Or like, I think you guys have like HMV or like Virgin, like, you know, like the big, yeah, yeah. HMV, like HMV, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't quite as corporate as that, but tower still had like this bit of cool. Like it had like, so still like a bit of cool, at least here did it in England. So that, yeah, there was one, like a massive one in like Trocadero. Uh, like Trafalgar Square and I even remember when I was younger and I used to go with my sister but they closed down and we were like oh my god this is crazy and there's like a really shitty store there now there's like I don't know something American but I can't remember like clothes but um it was very sad when they closed down the tower records because we had them in Mexico as well you know yeah they're I think they're still in Japan okay um, yeah weird with um with the way that they sold it. But if you are looking for a really good documentary to watch, there is a documentary on tower records. And I think it's called, I'm going to look it up now. I think it's called all things must pass or like something like that. It's about tower. Okay. It's about like the tower, uh, tower records, like whole company. And yeah, it is called all things must pass. And I think you can watch it for free. It's saying on YouTube. So Go check that out because it's it's really cool. I mean, if you like this movie, then you want to know about records. It's really cool. And it's really sad about how they got taken over. And, you know, just I remember when I first went to L.A., the, one of the first things I did was go to the Tower Records on Sunset, which is like a was like a big landmark. It was like a big thing. You know, all the big bands, hair bands and all that stuff. Their albums came out and people would go there and then go down the street to the Whiskey or, or like the Roxy or whatever and see the band. So it's really sad that it's not there. <laughs> it's I don't even Yeah, that sounds so cool. Yeah, it was it was small too. It wasn't like a massive store. But uh yeah, it just kind of sucks that it's another like landmark that I guess it, not going to come back because who's yep. record stores <laughs> like you know when i went to portland in january we went to a record store and i can't remember the name but it looked very similar to the set of the film oh cool but it wasn't two floors it was just one floor and it was massive like really huge and they had posters and like really old school like it looked like it hasn't been renovated in any way at all like same floors like kind of orange and yellow squares and like same fixtures and even had like the same sort of layout I was like oh my god I wonder if this is the same but actually not because it it didn't have the second floor but um where was the film it was filmed in it was supposed to be I think the area it was supposed to be was in Wilmington, Delaware, because it is close to Atlantic City when he goes and spends the money. But Wait, is Delaware like where the beach is? Like yeah. Maryland, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. borders Maryland. Yeah. Like you go through Delaware when you drive up to New York from here. We're we're in um we're in DC, if anyone wants to know. That's why we're talking <laughs> about it. But but like it's yeah, it's it's up ninety five, like up the highway. Okay, so yeah. you you are on a bridge in Delaware and then you like quickly go to Jersey. You like hit the Jersey Turnpike. You're not in Delaware very long. It's a small state, but it was supposed to be in Wilmington because that's otherwise how would he get to Atlantic City? Atlantic yes, City is south, yeah. south Jersey, so it's pretty easy to go there. But I think it was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. Same place oh, Dawson's okay. Creek filmed if anyone wants. And a oh, lot of wow. Dawson's yeah. Creek was in Wilmington. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, so it's supposed to be like, you know, a east coast so you can tell it's like an east coast kind of town 
and stuff yeah, like I that. I can't tell. That's why I was like, it looked like it could have been Brooklyn, but I mean, what do I know, right? Oh yeah. Well, the river, like at the end, did you did you watch till the very end when they're dancing on the roof, and then it like kind of yes. the camera kind of pans out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the I think that's the Wilmington like river or whatever the okay. river is called there because I was like, this looks like Dawson's Creek, like <laughs> like this the whole like this whole waterfront area looks like what they do on Dawson's Creek and stuff. But also, I was gonna say uh, another you haven't been to the dopest record store in the entire world, Amoeba Records, which is also on Sunset Boulevard in oh, LA. Wow. It literally looks like a bigger version of Empire Records. It's massive. It has definitely not been renovated. Posters everywhere. Same type of fixtures, mad amounts of CDs, tons of vinyl. They have tons of rooms. They have two like two floors. They have one in San Francisco too. I don't know if did you go to that one? Oh, on Hate Street. In the beginning I, of Hate. I don't think so. I didn't go to the one in San Fran, no. Oh, okay, yeah. They have one like one or two. How there. can they how can they afford to be open still? I don't know what they're doing now. And they, like a few years ago, the one in LA, they were supposed to be trying to sell that land and people freaked out because they were like, oh, they want to make it into condos. I was like, they can't. That has to be a landmark. It's- That's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> like if they, if they get rid of that, like that is just that's just the place to go. When I, I used to go there all the time in LA when I had nothing to do, or I just felt really shitty. I would always go to Amoeba and you can like listen to things there and they have books. And I used to buy like really random, you know how if you find like an old CD that had like kind of a promotional package, like a DVD that came with it, but it was bound book. They have all that shit there. Like imports, like tons of Japanese imports um, you know, like any kind of weird memorabilia, they have a case of like box sets and like figurines from all these different artists, big records on the wall that are like thousands of dollars, like they're signed. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, yeah. we have to go. <laughs> that should be our, our first stop when, when we, when we go out there. Yeah. I mean, like the beauty of a record store really just can't compare it to anything else. You know, it's like, I feel that even before, just before we moved to the US, we were doing that every weekend, like on Sundays normally, we'll go down to like Brick Lane and there is like a rough treatise. Have you oh, heard yeah. of it? Yeah, there's yeah. one in Brooklyn. Yeah, there's one in Brooklyn, yeah. There are three. One, maybe there, there are actually four now. There's one in Notting Hill as well. Um, Isn't that nice? Isn't Notting Hill really fancy? Yeah, but I haven't been to the one there. I can't imagine I'm... Um, like I don't think it would be different from the others. Um, it is fancy, but it's also like a part that's kind of like not. Um, oh. But the one in East London, that's like yeah, it's the same. Like you get to listen to like they have like ten best albums this week, and they keep rotating things right. And they have like DJs playing, and a lot of bands play there like for free. And sometimes you just have to buy the album, and then you get in for like you don't have to pay. Um, which is really cool because you get to see like bigger bands in this tiny space, you know, like really intimate. Um, Radiohead play there. It was crazy. And I just, oh, wow. it was just like a, a surprise gig. And they just announced it on the day that they will be playing there. And you had all these crazy people heading to Brick Lane to their record store. And then once we were in there, they were like, oh no, the venue's changed. It's now around the corner. And then we went back there and then, 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, no, it's back <gasps> at Rough Trade. So it basically ran three times, and I missed it because <gasps> he ended up being in the 
second place and I just didn't make it back on time so it was already packed it was so like you can only feel like 80 people there oh my god imagine wow. seeing Radiohead playing in like when was it like recent like no recent? this was this was in 2009 2010 yeah oh, wow okay that's still like I mean they're still massive yeah but they have like they have big big bands playing there just like a few songs yeah. like an hour and stuff uh, which is really cool um yeah thing at amoeba like they i saw jack white did like a special oh wow show, and, cool. and my friends was like yo jack white's playing and then i was like what at amoeba i was like no like we probably have to buy like the vinyl box set or something in order to get tickets and, and they were like no 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 like i got someone who on the inside like let's just go so we went and i was like fucking hell like i love that's so jack nice white, another one that i is kind of like one of I guess one of the people that I listen to, I mean, I listen to a lot of White Stripes and his solo, but I don't talk about it a lot, I guess. But I really like Jack White, like, a lot. Like, I think he's Yeah, he's amazing. Great. Yeah. He really great. is, like, a rock star. You know, yeah. I love him. He's just um, so good. <laughs> I love so his good. voice, but I just really love the their music. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's just so... I love the whole, like, garage, like, minimal kind of you know i mean granted his solo stuff is a bit more involved but i love like the white stripes it's just so basic but just so yeah good, bro, you know? yeah exactly yeah, so good i was like oh my god oh also so let's talk about um we talked about the women what do you think about the men's fashion in this um like the guys. Yeah, like, i mean think about the three main people like just lucas <laughs> and aj and mark not I think I, I think um I like Lucas style because he he does the leather jacket thing which is cool um just really minimal and simple but and I like AJ I mean I like what he wears it's just more like kind of casual like I don't know like if we're less grunge grunge yeah exactly like, like uh, yeah definitely like the grunge the grungy uh prototype and then mark mark uh ethan randall in the film credited is ethan randall now he's ethan Embry. he follows me on twitter so i feel really excited oh my god that's we follow so each other on twitter <laughs> and uh oh, no. it's really annoying that we didn't actually i should have planned for this earlier but april 8th in the film is rex manning day and every april 8th like people tweet and rewatch it and he was tweeting and rewatching with people and then i saw him like the other day and i was like fuck we totally should have done it for rex manning day because everyone would have been talking about Empire Records, but oh, it's okay. Wow, Everybody voted. They want to hear Reality Bites first, so it's fine. But I guess so. That, wait, is that like a real thing then? I mean, it's not a real thing. It's just that in the film, it's April eighth is the day that the film takes place. So every April eighth, yeah. like all the fans get together on Twitter and like hashtag Rex Manning Day and and oh, wow, and that's all crazy. These of like Mark going like not on Rex Manning Day, like. Like people, oh my god, that's so it's a funny! Big, yeah, wow. it's like a big, big thing. Um, just for a small group. I mean, obviously, it's a really cult film. It's not like a massive thing, but it's really fun. <laughs> it's just really funny. But yeah, there's there's so many all the people in it. I feel like they all got like Brandon Sexton. I don't know if you've seen him. Have you seen Welcome to the Dollhouse no. or Boys Don't Cry? Yeah, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, and Boys yeah. Don't Cry. Brandon Sexton's in Boys Don't Cry. Really, um, I don't remember. I don't remember hearing it. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's one of the men. I think there's a group of like three men. I think. Oh, who the are, bad ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's one of one of those guys. I I believe it's been a long time since I've seen that film, but but yeah, he's in that. And Welcome to the Dollhouse is a really weird 
indie film that I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but the main girl is Heather Montezaro, who I don't, I'm trying to think of like, if you know her, she was, did you ever see the princess diaries? Like the one with Anne Mm -hmm. Hathaway? No, I okay. never saw that. No, <laughs> like, she's her best friend in that. Like, she's always kind of a secondary character, but in this film, she's like this girl that she reminds you a lot of Natasha Leone in like mm-hmm. *Fun of a Cheerleader*. If you've seen that, but um, it's like <laughs> it's she's just like really nerdy, and she gets like picked on a lot, and yeah, and he's one of the guys in the school that like picks on her. Like, he always plays kind of a dick, like the guy who plays Warren. Yeah, um, you know, t- wait, is that? He's probably not, but he really reminds me of the guy in Saved by the Bell. Is he the same actor or not? No. Which guy in okay. Saved by the Bell? The blonde one, Zach. Zach Morris? No. He, that's Mark Paul Gosler. He looks like him a little bit. <laughs> no, that's definitely Mark Paul Gosler. I guess I just know for <laughs> sure that's Mark Paul Gosler. I just don't know like a lot of American actors, especially from back then. I, I no, feel just... like I don't know anyone. Like... Yeah. No, I mean, it's cool. He's not like massive, you know. He, I don't even know what he does now. I'm like looking him up right now. I do remember that show, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, I think the last thing he was in was, uh, that's really big. Oh, he's apparently in the Breaking Bad movie El Camino, which I still have not seen. Oh so. wow, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle. He plays Kyle. He's in something called Russian Doll. Isn't that the one with? Oh, Russian Doll. I, oh my god, Russian Doll is so good. Have you watched yeah, it? Yeah, no, I have not watched that. It's on it's my so list. So good. I, I oh my keep, god. Like, it just keeps getting like pushed back. I love her. She's amazing. I, yeah, I like I her. I love too. her. She's great. She's really cool. I feel like she's she just playing she... herself. She's in American Pie, isn't she? Yes, she is. Okay, yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah. she's in like something weird. American Pie is like, uh, now HBO has like a whole new section where it says comfort viewing. And it just has like films that I guess like people are like, you know, like comfort food, like comfort viewing. And it's all the American Pies. It's like American Pie, like one through three. And, and then the wedding and then like all the other ones they did. And I was like, that's such a weird thing. I've only seen one and two. I don't think I've seen three. I haven't seen three. I have two on DVD, but it's literally someone in college that I borrowed from. I actually know who it mm. is, too, and I just kept it. I mean, I just never gave it back to them, like, not on purpose, but I just didn't. So every time I look at my <laughs> DVDs, I'm like, why do I have American Pie 2? I really, I used to really like it, and I was like, why do I have this? It was just like a dumb college movie. I yeah, think. I mean, I definitely did watch it, and I liked it, so. Um, yeah, it was one it was of those. Cool at the time, yeah. And Liv Tyler, we all know what happened with her. She, like, is massive. And she was also dating Joaquin Phoenix at the time from, like, 95 oh, wow. to 98. They, they, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they were inventing the Abbots together. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's where they met. No. She's, like, she was really cool. I feel like she didn't really do a lot. Like, she's famous, but I don't think that she did as much. Like, she's no. been, like, an active actor, you know? Like, she married that guy from Space Hog. And didn't she, like, move to England when she married him? Because I know he's English. Apparently, um, but don't think she. She was an Armageddon. That's probably the biggest thing. She yeah, did that's it. That's it. I mean, that obviously. Lord of the Rings. That's video. <laughs> like, yeah, Lord of the Rings. I don't really think she like. Oh, she's in nine one one right now. And I know what nine one. Oh, it's a show on TV. My friend watches it all the time. Um, it's like nine one one. It's just like a show about like like first responders, like okay. fire people, like. Uh, police and stuff but it's really big it's done by ryan murphy the guy who does horror story so it's like really Wait, wasn't good there, like a show back 
in the 80s or 90s. I feel like it, it rings a bell. Rescue 911. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a movie. That, that was a, a TV show. Um, but no, she's in that and she's in the second season. She's in like the new one. It's called Lone Star. So it's like Texas. So it's all okay. about 911 in Texas. And she was in The Leftovers, which was that show on uh, HBO that was on from like 14 to 17. So she's been mm-hmm. doing stuff. That's actually a really good mo- uh, movie. It's a really good show. I started watching it. And then I just, it finished already, so I could probably watch it again. But Justin Thoreau is in it. And okay. it's like, I think it's based on a book. It's about like a town where like, I think a third of the people just disappear. And mm-hmm. and then I think he's like kind of investigating and there's something to deal with like a cult. Like it's it's supposed to be really good. Like it's kind of like a really weird thing. But I, I watched a few episodes it's really good. But she's in that. She's like one of the main people. So she does some random things. She's almost like a Chloe Sevigny. Like yeah, you know, people. Well, she's bigger than Chloe Sevigny, obviously, but she like does a lot of independent. And like when you actually look up her IMDb, you're like, oh yeah, she was in that. That like she she works, but it's you don't really know right offhand. Like okay, oh, yeah, I guess Lord of the Rings is probably the biggest thing. Things that I just I didn't hear of. Um, maybe they're very unique to the US as well. Like I, I don't know. Like yeah, like the Strangers yeah. was a. Did you ever hear about the Strangers that movie? That like, kind of, yeah it was kind of she was an ad astra i'm just looking at her thing now oh yeah wait yeah so really i wonder yeah. I remember well the one with brad pitt mm-hmm. says her name was eve oh like, yeah she's the ex-wife big. yeah she's the ex-wife i just remember yeah. yeah she has a big like a lull i think probably maybe when she got married she didn't do as many things but then, yeah like, she's starting to do more now so she's probably like she's in harlots that's a show on hulu um, you know she's cool i like her I, yeah i love Liv tyler she's like all of her photos in the 90s even today but all of her photos in the 90s are just so like inspirational like fashion wise she always wears those like short skirts like she wore an empire records as like with the buttons just so many yeah. of like photos like that and like the mary janes and like she just is super cool those know, are yeah she's cool yeah and the guys i mean i mark is so funny because he's like what guys dress like in school like that's more of like, like, yeah. like wait school. mark is the one in the orange ringer yeah. Thing, so mm-hmm. yeah he's like yeah, he's funny though. yeah he's yeah, just he's like really cool. like he looks like he's just high the whole time all the time yeah and i love when the guy um eddie like brings him those brownies oh yeah and he's like oh yeah you know what these are and then i was just talking to my friend the other day and i was like do you remember when like someone would bring pot brownies when you were like 15 or 16 and it was such a big deal because people don't realize like how much it takes to make weed brownies. You can't just like sprinkle in a little bit. It's like a lot you need to like make the recipe. And it was yeah. really hard to find that much when you were like young in the nineties. It just wasn't like that prevalent like it is now. And it was like, I was like, man, the guy just like gave him this huge thing of brown, like huge thing of brownies, like just for like free and just like gave it to him. And he's just tripping at work. I was like, what is wow. This? Yeah. Like, I definitely he- didn't have, I didn't have that experience. Oh no! Like yeah, I think the first time I had a brownie was in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not like they have those like. Spice. I mean, I'm sure some people were eating them, or, like making them, but I, I never. That was not like in my circle of like, I don't know, like school friends or friends. Um, it wasn't like a thing. It was when always I was like younger. It was always a random thing. It was always something that like definitely never came around often. It was like yeah. when you heard about it, you were like, oh shit, someone has weed brownies and they're selling them for like 10 bucks or something. It, it sounds so cute though. I like the idea of like a brownie. I think yeah. in the UK, more hardcore, they just like into pills right away. Just like 
Yeah, I guess it's like, weird a thing. Like I know here because I don't know. Like here, when in the nineties, it was like about weed. It's I guess definitely bigger here for sure. Like, I mean, I don't know now, but it, and now it, it was like never really. It was like a, a bit, but no, only like certain people. But it wasn't like really big. I mean, maybe when I was fifteen, it was definitely bigger in Mexico than in the UK. 14, 13, I use, you see all the bigger uh, sort of older guys um, smoke it and you go to a party and they will have it and you're like, oh my God, this is so bad, you know? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think in the UK it was like none of the people that I was friends with, like it wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah no, it was more like hardcore stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And um, I, I was trying to think of what to name the, you know how I usually name the episodes like, quotes and i was like well this one's easy because it's gonna be damn the man save the empire because that's like yeah i like that from the whole thing but what did you think about just the party like at the end when they when they're like we need to save the store oh yeah no that's cool i like that party <laughs> but you know, the tv <laughs> i also really liked um it wasn't the party but when they all started dancing and then aj dances with deborah and they're like being really sexual oh yeah and, like, I like that because bad. basically they're just like kids doing their thing and then the owner comes out and he's like, what are you doing? You know, like, you can't be doing that. You can't be dancing like that on the floor um, <laughs> with, with customers and stuff. I I like that. I thought that was funny. Um, the party obviously is great. and I want to go to that party so bad. <laughs> Even now when I watch it, I'm like, that looks so cool. It, like- yeah party in the street for a record store i mean with I like mean, beer I find and everything they're selling fat like beer for five bucks is that mm-hmm. was that a lot in the 90s i don't know yeah, that's pretty good yeah like, i mean even now i feel like if i went to a party like a house party like where it was like a big deal i feel like five bucks would be enough i mean we're not at a bar you know it's coming from a keg and it's going into a cup like five yeah. bucks is pretty expensive because a six pack can cost like eight. Even but five dollars in a bar, I feel like it's kind of. They were selling it to anyone, so like if you were under eight, yeah. it didn't matter. So I guess they it were like, oh, great. They were like drinking yeah. it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. They were like drinking and passing the cup back. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, what's her name? Oh. When the girl, oh, it's Deborah. It's not Deborah. Oh my god, how I forgot. Gina. When Gina oh, dances. Oh yeah. When Gina sings. Yeah, I know. Like, do you think she sings in real life? Like, is that yeah, her, I think voice? her voice? Yeah, because she's in Chicago. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's her. And unfortunately, that version is not on <laughs> the soundtrack. Like the version on the soundtrack is Coyote Shivers, who's the guy. Oh, that's the real actor's name, Burko, the guy who plays guitar, who like sings with her. Who also addendum is uh, Liv Tyler's stepdad while this is being filmed because oh, he was wow. married. Mom. So that's kind of weird. And you also kind of notice that they don't have many scenes together, which I find kind of weird. Uh, not weird, but it's just kind of interesting. And um, yeah, he he did that song for the soundtrack, but it's just him. And I remember getting the soundtrack and be like, "Yeah, Gina's gonna be on it. Cool." And I was like, oh, "This is lame." And then I think for a while during the LimeWire Kazaa days there was a file of Gina singing the song like, like all the way through. But I, I feel like I either downloaded or my like roommate or someone in college downloaded. Cause I remember having it, but I mean, who the hell knows where that is now? But yeah, that's another big, this is one of those movies that I have to chalk up to like very good film, great 
um, music in the film, really disappointing soundtrack. Like the fact that I had to download my own Empire Records soundtrack because I just like downloaded all the songs yeah. that were in it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. like that kind of sucked. Because <laughs> I or they could have just made two soundtracks like they did with Dazed and Confused. They should have just made another one when they yeah. kind of really liked it. But I think it's probably like licensing and stuff. They probably couldn't get probably, like yeah or whatever. Because like Jimi Hendrix is in there for like a hot second. You know when they say "Hey Joe," like, oh yeah, no, they have like, like pretty good music. Yeah, like, in it, yeah, which is it's super cool. And Debbie Mazar, do you know Debbie Mazar? I love her. Um, who's she's that? The manager of Rex Manning, who like quits. Oh like, yeah, wait, she was in the craft, right? No, no, That's she was in Witches. Witches, sorry, Witches. Yes, was she the she... really old one? The one from like the like... 80s? I feel like I've seen her in loads of films in the nineties. Like, what is was she in? She is in. I'm trying to think of things you would see. Like, she's in Entourage. She's in the show Younger right now. She's in like. Wait, Good was Fellas. she was she in Almost Famous? I don't know. Let me see. I mean, I I have to watch Almost Famous again because when I watched it, I was kind of like, I don't know what everyone's freaking out about. This is like, okay. I don't like Kate Hudson. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I really um, like that film. Yeah. I and like I love the films that like I, um, that a lot of people are always really surprised that I don't like. Yeah. So, like, really don't like it? I was like, no, not really. It, I, I mean, mean it's, it's not like, awful, but. I think it's the same. Like, I feel that because I watched it when it first came out and I, yeah, I just—it's just one of those like feel-good kind of films, you know. Like it's not an amazing film, I know that, but it's just like—I don't know. I think I've just seen it so many times. It's just familiar and like fun. Um, Cameron Crowe is really good. Like I, yeah, I really like Cameron Crowe. Uh, oh my god, I love him. Yeah, more than I like John Hughes. Like as far mm-hmm. as John Hughes films, like I wasn't a huge fan of uh, The Breakfast Club. Um, oh yeah, I didn't care everyone about freaked it. out yeah. about it, and I was like, this? "Yeah, I know." This Even in the UK, like, people like that film. Yeah, I'm and like Pretty in Pink. Um, I think I had Pretty in Pink on DVD, and I have Sixteen Candles. I, I really like Sixteen Candles, but um, outside I of I haven't those, seen that. I seen. Oh, you haven't seen Sixteen Candles? No, but, I mean, good. all of those films, good. I'm like, uh. I'm looking still at Debbie Mazar and like what she's been in. She's in um. The movie Nowhere, which we are totally going to watch. It's a Gregoraki film. We need to do like a Gregoraki block because he's like so underground fucking subculture 90s. And usually mm-hmm. when I post some things about it, like there are people that like it's a real small group, but people are like, oh, yeah, this movie's so dope. Like that, those movies, I think really like everything that he does really like put me over the edge with what it could be. Uh, mm-hmm. what like film could be and everything well i don't really know I- i'll have to uh send you her or check up debbie mazar on imdb and i don't know what you might have seen but a little like tidbit she was a ri- how she got discovered she was madonna's makeup artist that's like what? how yeah no and hair and makeup oh yeah, she's a hair and makeup uh artist and she that's originally amazing. yeah she started doing like all the video makeup she did like and she's in some early Madonna videos. Like she's in like justify my love and she's in like Papa don't preach, I think. And then like a few others wow, her hair makeup she's from New York. Yeah. And I think she probably, I think she got like a recommendation or someone was like, Oh, I know a girl who does makeup and, and hair. And then she just ended up doing Madonna's makeup. And then she, now she's an actress. So well, that's pretty cool. She must've like started quite young because. Yeah. I think she was pretty young. It says her first makeup artist job was in 1982 for everybody from Madonna. 
We weren't even born. No, I know. Yeah, we're not that old, people. We were not born in 1982. So that's, that's super cool. Yeah, she's awesome. I, I really like her. She's really cool. And then um, I'm trying to think of... She's probably like a like really famous as opposed to like anyone else in the film. Like the guy, mm-hmm. Joe, Anthony LaPaglia, he's pretty famous. I know he's Australian. And he was in a show on TV like not not too long ago. But um, yeah. And I love the guy who plays Lucas. He's also in Days of Confused. He's Slater. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really no, cool. He's cool. Johnny he Whitworth. So right now. Oh my yeah. God. Oh yeah. He was in Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Um, uh-huh. When Johnny Depp played Whitey Bulger. That was pretty cool. And he's also in this really weird Netflix movie called The Outsider with Jared Leto, where he's in like Japan and joins the Yakuza or something. Which I, mm-hmm. I haven't, it's in my list of things, but I haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I just started, well, I just started like looking at the trailer. And I, I like, love, I, I love, sorry, this is completely random, but like, I love the scene where, um, what's her name, where Liv Tyler goes completely mental. Oh, the diet pills. Yeah, it really reminds me, like, it reminded me of um, Girl Interrupted. Of oh, like yeah. that, like Angelina Jolie going completely crazy, but she was really good in that scene. I liked it. Apparently, it was, it was supposed to be longer. It was supposed to be a uh, like a longer uh, what do you call it? Like a longer subplot. Yeah, but I think it just you know it, it like didn't pan out. There was something else that it was during the time I'm looking on uh, the guy who plays Mark Ethan Embry. I'm looking on his Twitter right now because on Rex Manning Day. The original, like, either producer or screenwriter was, was like, like doing comments. Like, actually, this is what was originally meant to do. And, like, they, he was, like, commenting on, like, bits of the scenes when people were all, like, watching it together. So, yeah. kind of funny. And he was like, well, actually, the bit where Liv Tyler freaks out with the diet pills, originally that was way more of a plot point. Mm-hmm. But near the end it just ended up getting cut or i think it's also like pg-13 too so i don't know how many things they can do with like drugs or something like that and there was another bit too i think that was supposed to be longer like um i don't know like Liv tyler and renee zellweger like when they first meet and she's coming out of the house um yeah i think it's something like that like they were supposed to have a longer interaction i also love renee zellweger's car like that big old red like Jeep or whatever that she picks her up in. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, it's in the uh, beginning like Liv Tyler like runs out of the house and she has like this Jeep. And it's not a Jeep, but it's like a really old style of Jeep, but it's really cool. Oh, I see. Yeah, I thought it was a Jeep, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like, same, like yeah, it looks like a Jeep, but I think it's like some other thing from the seventies. It's like a really old car, but it's it's really cool. Um and I'm just reading something on Ethan Embry's Twitter now. It's like um they Ethan says the whole cast had no idea it became popular until around eight years ago. He's like, there was, there was an outdoor screening of it in Los Angeles that I managed to get the director to come see. They sold out 10,000 people. And it was the first first time he'd seen it with an audience, the director. He said he was, yeah. So it's a big, um, it's like a definite big, like cult thing like it has a like an undercurrent of a lot of people who are like really really obsessed with it so yeah yeah clearly (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool and there's another film that that guy's in called can't hardly wait which is also on netflix it's extremely dumb 
It's about like the last night of high school in like, I think it's like 98. And he's like trying to track down this girl. Um, I love it. I have it on DVD. It's, <laughs> I have like a lot of like personal memories with that movie, but it's literally like the dumbest movie with almost every major teen actor in it. Like the cast is unreal. I mean, it's oh, like, wow. like if you want to watch it, if you want to review it, we should. Cause it's got like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like it's like everyone, like people from freaks and geeks before they were in freaks and geeks. Like, I mean, it is like everyone's in it. Like you'll just see random people at this party, like coming around and you're like, Holy shit. That's this guy. That's this guy. That's this guy. Like, it's really weird, but it's just dumb. It's a really dumb movie. It's just about a party that got out of control. But what, what is it called? Can't hardly wait. Okay. And the main character is the guy Mark in um, Empire Records. Like he's the main character, kind of, sort of, of the film. Seth Green is in it, and he's fucking hilarious. Like it's just like it's <laughs> so dumb. I saw it in the theater when I was like fourteen with a bunch of my friends. So I, I just it's it's so dumb, but it's it's really good, and that also has a really great soundtrack too. Like, really, like, 90s kind of thing. But that one's kind of weird and good. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a poll and see if people want to... Yeah, do a poll. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's on Netflix, so I feel like I need to look through things that people can readily watch so people can, you know, enjoy or if there's something else. Because some things that are just too random, I feel like it's, like, there are Rocky ones I just want to do because I love a Rocky and not enough people talk about them, but it's not anywhere. Like, it's $50 to buy one of the DVDs on Amazon. $50. That's yeah. even more because they only made it one time. Like, it's not something that gets repressed because it's just. I so see. Good. Yeah. So they're the DVDs from literally like 2000 or like 99 or whenever they started making DVDs. So I hate that. Like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, clearly this is like different type of film, but. I remember being able to get hold of any film on like lovefilm.com, like the one site I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. Like they had everything, like anything from like all over the. There's still like some, I know people don't like to stream as much now because it's kind of like, you know, weird, but there's still. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird and it's not like torrents like torrents i would i would just not down with because that's like downloading shit you know to your computer but yeah i mean they need to have some kind of i don't know i feel like now during this pandemic i feel like a lot of movie studios are probably going to upload more of their catalogs they should to be smart they should yeah because i mean there are like so many amazing films that i've watched when i was like really young that you just can't get anywhere you know Yeah, like nowhere. I don't understand. Like it's like Alex. I mean, like my dad obviously used to. Ha- we used to have like VHS, like cassettes, and he had this huge collection. And I think he left it to us when my parents got divorced. So I had those films to watch, and I don't think a lot of them were ever like maybe in DVD, but I don't even know. Maybe they just made a few, like you said, and they yeah, like, having them. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It's, a, it's really annoying. And then also it has to do with, I didn't know this until I was asking one of my friends who works in like the film business. And I was asking him about like, why can't I get, you know, certain movies? Like, how do I find out what's coming up or what are they going to even put on streaming? And he was like, well, a lot of it, a lot of people don't realize it's a lot to do with like deals of like production companies. It's not necessarily... Like, the directors usually don't own it anyway. Like, they're doing a job for the studio or the producers or whatever. So they kind of have the rights and, like, what distribution. 
So, uh, yeah, so I was talking about the like music distribution or um, video distribution, like films and stuff. So they have uh, they haven't really incorporated streaming for a lot of the older films because that wasn't a thing then. So I think they have to go back and like reevaluate all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it's like quite complex and it's pretty not very easy to do. Like you've got back to all the films that are not out. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then to work out like how are they are they going to get paid like are they going to get some yeah. kind of percentage of like how many people watch it what company like it's all it's a whole thing so now i was like oh okay and he's like that's why you see things that leave because they might only have like four months to be on netflix like that's the contract and then it goes somewhere else or right. it doesn't go anywhere and then it goes back so it's like a whole big thing so hopefully now that there's a pandemic and more people are home watching stuff they'll kind of like figure out how to get older stuff onto streaming so more people can watch it because yeah you know it's really weird like Matthew and I were talking about how like for for now like there are movies coming out like well some of them are not but like films that have already been shot and everything they're ready to just be like to go out but like there's going to be a time where nothing's going to come out for a really long time because nothing has been shot no there has to be a time when everything's like done yeah, there's not going to be anything coming out in the cinema, like, at all. No, and I heard that, like, AMC, like, is doing really bad. Like, I mean, how are oh. the theaters even staying open? They're not open, so how are they yeah. getting money? You know, know, like, they're just losing. It's just, like, I don't know. I just really, and I, I heard in China, like, that's the thing that people want to do more. Like, the first thing they want to do when they get back into society is, like, go to the cinema. Like, that's what a lot of people are doing you know wanting to do and that's like even more risky than a concert even because you're like in so. yeah you're like yeah. in a closed room definitely people are breathing and all sorts of stuff all around you you're sitting crazy close so I mean, unless you wear a mask the whole time but maybe I, I don't even think then i feel like they're not a hundred percent you know like there's still a chance that if someone even like coughs or you know anything like it can travel in the air and still get into you somehow. I don't know. It seems like it's some kind of crazy bug that can like get in through your eyes, like get in through any, you know, any open orifice at all. If it's just like a respiratory droplet. I mean, that's crazy. That's just yeah. like, I mean, I, I just feel sorry for the independent like movie theaters, you know, like, yeah. Cause those are like, there's one in London that I love so much. It's called real cinema. And it's really old from like, it used to be like a theater in like the twenties, and then it oh, closed cool. in the fifties, and then it reopened. And they've been like really struggling to keep it open because you know, like you can't compete with like new like cinemas that have like so many more rooms and like all of that. I don't know. And like they were struggling like three years ago. I can't imagine after this, like how they're going to be able to stay open. You know? Yeah, and also just the fact that. I feel bad too for people who are working and almost any creative really, but anyone who was like working on a film that maybe just got greenlit, you know, and they yeah. got the money and they're like, Oh great. We got the money. We got all the, everything together at casting. Like, you know, things are always being made and then all of a sudden it just stops. And then every actor mm-hmm. or even producer or whoever who's on the project, like everything depends on when that ends. Like, Cause I'm, I'm scheduled to start a job in six months when this film ends. So then it's like everything gets pushed back. So what is going to take priority if, if like Netflix has like stranger things and they stop production are all the other actors like, 
well, no, we've got to go back and finish Stranger Things because that's like a huge deal. Like, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that. Like, I don't know how they're going to prioritize. Like, Marvel, I'm sure, is like, no, we're making, like, we're making these movies. Like, we're massive, you know? Like, the independent ones are just going to have to wait (laughs) because, like, or they're not even paying them that much. Or the actors are like, you know, I'm getting paid to do Marvel. I I can't do, like, this indie now because I can do the indie because I'm doing Marvel and I'm making my money. So it's like, it's a whole, I don't know, the agents and everything, like, all the actors' agents and stuff Mm. like i know they're probably trying to find funding and like it's just crazy and even even um bands like who can't tour and that's literally how you make money nowadays it's not sales it's all touring so that's like yeah and like you know we know some people who are bookers and it's just like it's crazy like they don't have any answers you know like people keep asking them oh well can we book a show for like july or august and they're just kind of like uh i mean probably not but we don't know you know it's like that's yeah. how they make their money yeah based on it, it is gonna be tough right? yeah it's just it's kind of nuts but well we've we've uh reached the end of empire records i'm sure there's a ton that we probably didn't cover as always but you know can't like watch the whole film with you but maybe one day <laughs> one day yeah we can go back to like sitting next to each other on yeah the watching the film. oh did you watch the credits did you watch the post credits this was the thing i had to, to no you. Uh, so after they're dancing on the roof did you just stop when the credits were rolling yes okay uh go back and watch after uh, the credits roll and there's like a, a really funny scene between Mark and Eddie, the guy who gives him the brownies. And it's just like, they're just sitting on the curb outside the record store and they're just having like a super, like, I just have had this conversation with tons of people. Like it's when you meet another person who's really into music and they have yeah. this like very, like it's really super funny banter about like Henry Rollins and like the Pixies and like how Primus has better bass lines than like the Misfits. Like it, it's just really, oh, cool. it's, yeah, it's really good. It's only like that. a minute, but yeah, watch it. It'll, it'll all of a sudden like, a, you know, it'll come on the screen and then they're talking and it's just really funny. It's a, it's a good post credit scene that I really like. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so watch that. And uh, yeah, I guess so this is the end of the line. I will, uh, I'll do a poll on Instagram. I guess I have to be better at Instagramming. I just don't like, I just don't want to be on social media, but I know that that's where, I mean, I don't know. That's where everyone is, I guess, but not really. I feel like, you know, not everyone is just on social media all the time. I'm trying to do more stuff offline, I I guess, but I mean, I guess I have to stay relevant. (laughs) So I guess we'll, you know, we're keeping on talking, but it's weird. I feel like a lot of people are, and a lot of people are not. So I don't know. It's weird, like, like social media right now. So. Yeah, it is really weird. It's like a super strange thing, and it's but our birthday see, month. And I gonna, know. Oh, I'm actually. Gonna have a, that's what I'm doing today. I'm planning my birthday party. <laughs> are you really? No, it's not really the party. It's just like we're planning like what we're gonna eat and like if there's anything that I really want and you know because it's only like like two weeks. I know, I know. So, yeah, uh, a disclaimer, we both have the same exact birthday, so <laughs> same day. Same, same day, year. same year, yeah. So that's yeah, kind of funny. Different different ends of uh the world. Yeah, doing, like different spectrum. It's so funny. It is Luke, funny. I know. Weird. Um 
Yeah, let's uh, let's plan something fun for a birthday that does not require us to be in the same building, same room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll totally try. We should both uh, we should both ask for like playstations, <laughs> just <and> playing <laughs> video games together on those like weird headsets. <laughs> just like I never, I never go into video games, so pray not. You should. <laughs> this is the time. It would probably drive Matthew crazy. He'd probably be he like, "I want to be playing." I don't know. He's dying to play them. He wants to. Oh, he might end up getting the system. He might. Yeah. He really might. I mean, it's it's you know no better time, I guess. It helps mm-hmm. you relax though, and it really helps eye hand coordination. To you'd, <laughs> you'd be super- no, it does. Like it helps reflexes. It helps a lot of things. Problem yeah, boxing, solving. It's not too, all bad. Yeah. Boxing helps you to like have good reflexes as well. So. Yeah. So that's. I kind of want like a punching bag. I kind of want to get into boxing. You but this is a perfect time. I know to get a punching bag and just put it in the basement. It's kind of yeah. intense though, but I feel like it'd be a good aggression. Uh... Or running though, you should go out for a run. No, I think I want to get like a stationary bike. I was thinking about doing that. No, I don't. I'm not a runner. I used to, but no, my right knee is too bad. Eventually, it'll start hurting. I'm not trying to. Now it just sucks because I don't want to do anything crazy because I can't go to a hospital. Exactly. So, like I was yeah, doing something the other day, and I was like carrying this really heavy thing, and I was like, "Oh shit! If I end up falling down these stairs, like even if I break my leg or something, like that's not internal. I'm not going to a fucking ER right now. So like I kind of can't do anything nuts because like I'm not. I was like trying to hang a light and like change the light bulb, and I was like I should have been on the ladder, but I was just trying to like reach and i got kind of dizzy and i was like oh shit i almost fell and i was like oh my god if i fall and like hit my head or, or something crazy like i just you know like i can't go to the i can't go to the er so i'm just trying to like yeah no doctor that's smart you you shouldn't do anything crazy right now um the well, stationary bike is fine i feel like that's that's fine yeah your sofa is the safest bet <laughs> yeah it's pretty, pretty much just hang there. <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah, it's ex- I'm, ex- I'm I don't know, I'm excited. Maybe things will, you know, maybe things will pop off. Maybe I'll end up doing something crazy or something I never thought I would do. So, you know. Yeah, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Well, we will see you on the next one. I'll do a poll on maybe some possible ideas. I don't know. Jai, you should su- you should suggest the next one. Oh. Well, maybe fashion then. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you should suggest the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we will. Uh, we'll let you all know, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Cool. Bye. Bye.